Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving a high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. And we're recording. Yep. We're, we're here. We're live. Well, not live. It's a but recording. <laughs> Oh man, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host, Taylor B, along with Lady Lucida. How are you doing this week, Lucy? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Just vibing. Dig it. Waiting for my collector's edition to hopefully get here. They said it was going to get here before the 22nd, but I have received literally nothing since February <laughs> 2nd, where they're like, it's in the warehouse. Don't worry, you'll, it'll ship soon. And I'm like, Witch Queen comes out in, like, almost less than a week. So, mm-hmm. an update would be nice, please? Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Pretty much, I'm just kind of staring out the, out the window, waiting for the package. Longingly. Pretty just, much. <laughs> it's always raining. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, mine mine just got here um like yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Like just got here. Um after getting the notification earlier this week. So I've been having fun playing with the uh the is it do you think it's a psychometer or psychometer? I think it's Which, the uh, psychometer. Psy- I don't know. I'm bad at I'm bad at English. I really, it probably is psychometer, but I really like, I really like just being able to be like, now use your psychometer. Put it on the psychometer. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's so psychometer or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, but both. I'm going to allow, I'm going to allow both in. I'm going to allow both. <laughs> Psychometer's going crazy. <laughs> but um, I like do you that. Have um, the, do you have the penguin? Do I do. Have- Put the penguin on the psychometer thing. Whoa, the penguin does stuff? Mm, maybe. Okay, that, that'll be... Yeah. Okay, look... with or without... With or without his hat. I'm not sure. But basically, there's a page in the Witch Queen collector's like dossier, which we'll talk about in a little bit, more in depth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there is a page there that has a bunch of pictures... Of all of the things that can interact with the psychometer. Oh, I see it. And the strange coin is on there. The only thing oh, we yeah, can't it is on there. We can't figure out is is the moth. Is you see how there's a picture of the moth on there? Oh yeah. That's the one thing we can't figure out what it is. Wait, so you got the strange coin. Yep. You got the uh Oh yeah. Um, so everyone who doesn't know, we'll we'll give a brief rundown later. But uh, uh, just just as a disclaimer, and this this will be in the title. Uh, thank goodness before you hopefully click to play. But we'll be talking about stuff that came in the collector's edition. So while it's information that is fully publicly available, uh, potential spoilers if maybe you're like waiting to go through yours like pure, which is mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, what I really like it has the. Uh, the sort of like old school uh, shifty picture graphics thing. But if you flip it over on the back, it turns out what this is is actually like a little tablet. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's like letting you view something. So I really like that. So it's got that. It's got the ID card, which we'll get over whose ID card this is later. We'll get mm-hmm. into that. It's got. It does have the uh, the pengi. The penguin. Yep. Has the ghost. It also has oh, something yeah. from the Callus Collector's edition, the D D two Collector's edition with the Callus book. I have really that. yes. One of the I things have that is too. It, it's it's saying like it's uh, if it has like a cross through it, like a line through it, it means it doesn't work. I think I'm not sure. Like I said, not a lot of people have their collector's editions yet, and those that do, like some people, are like oh I don't have the penguin or oh I don't have this. So we don't. So raid secrets, we don't really know what works. Yeah, because the uh, with it. What's it called? Top the top left one looks like the um. The cryptoglyph. Yes, it is the cryptoglyph. They basically have one thing from every collector's edition, sort of. Oh God, what if you what if you put in some of the D one stuff? Like, what if you put in the uh, the frontier ghost shell, and then it's uh, Peter Dinklage? That'd be weird. With a message for you. I don't know if you get into the multiverse that they're establishing the multiple timelines. Maybe there's one where he is your ghost still. You know, I could see that being a thing, but for me... I would go to that timeline in a heartbeat. I wouldn't. I'd stay here. I'm perfectly content with Noland. Noland bot. I prefer Noland over Peter Dinklage. I know a lot of people might might hate me for that, but... It's... I, 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 think, there's, I think there's a fairness in both camps. Because there, there's... there's Things that people didn't like about the way the character were written for both actors. Mm-hmm. And there are people who kind of like maybe didn't like the direction they were given when, when they performed. So like that version of the character, they're kind of like, eh, you don't really like it as much. Uh, for eh, You know, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like looking at art. Like, yeah, yeah everyone's allowed, kind of allowed to feel ways about it. Doesn't mean either one did poorly, in my opinion. Sort of uh, just so everyone... Make sure I'm not shitting on no Android. But you are. That was my favorite version. I know Nolanbot's so much easier to type, but Nolandroid just rolls off the tongue. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I've been loving that. I love the, the Hivey Ghost. Little Hivey Ghost boy. Or, or girl. Gender your ghost. <laughs> For anyone waiting on it. Um, the one thing that makes me nervous is the uh, the little like tuning fork thing on the psychometer, mm-hmm. because it's like hollow plastic. Yeah, I'm just like this is gonna shatter. These are these are tiny. Maybe, but maybe we'll that's something that's also like easy to replace. Yeah, get like a metal version of. Have you gotten your hive ghost to light up yet? My what? To light hive, up? To light up? Yeah, it lights up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, the uh, psychometer is like the 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 base that uh, a lot of the stuff can go on top of. That's kind of what we're talking about. Uh, we we can go into, and just one last thing before we actually do the intro, I promise. And uh, so it uh, you can tune it and uh, make the different things like light up and play a recording. And so the uh, oh, and the 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 book itself also has one, Lucy. Yeah, I tried. I tried that already. Um, okay, so 
I guess I guess let me just get the intro out of the way. Let's let's get that out of the way so we we can keep going going off because I I think we're both pretty excited for it. So, guys, this week we're doing an intro to the hidden dossier, and you know, light intro and talk about the uh, the, the collector's edition, how they interact with uh, with the dossier. So, the hidden dossier is a lore book that is put together with the. Uh, with the collector's edition for Witch Queen, that is like you know some people have been getting them as early as like you know I think a couple weeks ago, and I just got mine this past week, and you know uh, it's yeah so it's it's out there in the wild. It's been scanned. It's been transcribed, and we'll uh, we'll have some we'll have some information for you uh, to uh, to go check it out yourself if you uh, if you weren't able to to get your own, and it's. It's pretty good. It's such a good read. Lizzie, what do you think? Like I was I was like smiling the whole time. I thought it was really interesting. It definitely cleared up a lot of community um misconceptions that or stuff that the community was confused about. So I'm I'm really excited about it. I think I think it's very good. I always like all of the uh Stuff that comes with each of the collector's edition, such as like previously with Shadowkeep, we had the the K one journal, which explained to us about the phantom nightmares and the darkness and the what the like what is inside the anomaly in the anomaly crucible map, and then the Clovis Bray journal explained how Clovis found Alkahest and spoke with the darkness and. Now we have the hidden dossier, which I think is a wonderful addition to the like collector's edition lore books. I thought it was good, basically. Yeah, the if I had to put a personal hot take on my reaction to the hidden dossier, is that it's probably up there with Kate's journal for me. Really? Yeah, it. Because it does a couple things. It sheds light on a lot of important stuff, a lot of uh, like world building stuff. and but it also like sheds light on smaller interactions. It, it, it kind of immerses you more from, in this case, Ikora's perspective in uh, Kate's journal, obviously Kate's perspective. It immerses you in the the world as they see it, a little more than I think you can really get through our interactions in the game. Like, it's a much more, like, intimate time with the character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and what's really cool about this is, like, I I think... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Lucy, but I feel like with Cade's journal, that was either written for, like, maybe Cade 7 or whoever would find it. Mm -hmm. Whereas... This was written for us, the Guardian. Yes, definitely. So it, it's if you if you when you guys read it, if you feel like Ikora is talking to you, it's because she is, or at least your character, your Guardian. So yeah, that's that's my hot take there. But uh, but yeah, so. With this, we get a rundown of a lot. Oh, gosh. Where should we start, Lucy? Like, I don't even know. 
begin at the beginning? Yeah, I think we can just go through it. I think it's, yeah, so the, it's basically divided into sections. And there's, um, the, all of this is basically Ikora, Ikora's, I wouldn't say notes, but it's a bunch, it's called the Hidden Dossier because it's basically Ikora and her hidden, which if you don't know, Ikora's hidden is basically a bunch of assassin slash spies that basically go around and they collect stuff and they help Ikora and the warlocks understand stuff. So they're pretty cool. I think if my, if I, if destiny was real, I'd probably be like a hidden or maybe a warlock or something. But basically I can start and talk about the first part here because the first part is about unpaired ghosts. And it basically goes through and it talks about how some ghosts, some ghosts are kind of philosoph uh, like being all philosophical and talking about what does it mean to like find our guardian. And some of the ghosts were um, kind of arguing of how they should interact with their, their chosen guardian. So for example, like, our ghost, he even says when he first res us, I've been looking for you for a long time. Some people, like Glint, or Pulled Pork before he got his name, they had to spend a long time looking for their ghost. But, um, basically, this first part is written by Ikora's ghost. And she's talking to, or they are talking to Ikora how... They've noticed some of the ghosts, unpaired ghosts, so they haven't found their guardians yet, how they're kind of act, I wouldn't say suspicious, but they're acting strange, quote. Um, I noticed one common thread among these unpaired ghosts. They really like the Books of Sorrow. Ever since Eris deciphered the calcified fragments, guardians have been fascinated by the history of the Hive. I feel like they're talking about me here. But anyways, uh, but these ghosts, I don't think it's fascination. I think it's pity. They see the hive as an exploited underclass, for goodness sake. Victims of a cosmic parasite that tricked the poor krill into eternal slavery. No wonder they haven't found their guardians. They didn't want to help anyone kill the hive. But this is troubling, isn't it? Because if ghosts can decide that they have moral qualms with raising guardians, and if they can, can convince other ghosts to follow suit, we're going to need a program of counter-persuasion. We'll have to start keeping an eye on the morale and loyalty of our own ghosts. This way lies a hmm. terrible future. Yeah, it's so... It's so interesting and reminds me so much of like the real world fan base reaction to the books oh, of yeah. sorrow. Definitely. Yeah. That's why I kind of did a little tongue in cheek there. Well, huh? Guardians have been fascinated <laughs> by the history of the hive. I wonder if they're talking about Lucy Weird. here. Hmm. <laughs> Weird how that happens. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's, I feel like especially it's these ghosts that are unpaired and haven't uh, sort of found their uh, their other the, their guardian. Yeah. That uh, it just it kind of fits that they would maybe connect with uh, with a story of like loss 
like uh, like you find in the uh, the sort of origins of the hive. Yeah. One of my it's one of my favorites. But I do like <laughs> I do like it also hits home that they're sitting around like theorizing and philosophizing yeah. about it. Philosophizing, yes, cuz basically they're like um should the ghost do whatever their guardian wants? Should the ghost kind of be like equals or should like the ghost be like bad? I won't say like above, but like there's this weird like cuz as we've seen like guardians and ghosts they there's not like a oh it's like this kind of relationship. Like sometimes they're equals. Like I feel like with us, the player, and our guard, our ghost, we're kind of equals. Like the ghost will do whatever we say because the ghost is, mm-hmm. you know, our ghost. But I feel like, or like Ikora with her ghost, they're definitely seen as equals. Or Sagira and, but then there's are some people like um, Catabasis. And um, his ghost, how... Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, yes. How they kind of are, or were, uh, little touch and go. Like, it's really interesting, I guess. Well, I, I mean, I think I think sort of to, to your initial point, the way I always read and heard the uh, recording of, uh, of what I would say they're falling out, uh, Catabasis and uh, Gilgamesh, on mm-hmm. the um, on the ship there, I took it as sort of like this betrayal, Ooh, this yeah. like like descent into madness, but also this like just real deep sense of betrayal. Like when he said, "Like you, like I think was it everything you say, or is it like yeah. you lie?" Like like it's it hurts, yeah. Yeah, you could also say another sense of betrayal is with Wilhelm Seven and his ghost. As Wilhelm kind of went cuckoo. Mm. Oh, the ghost yeah. kind of went crazy. Or he, not he, did, his ghost didn't get crazy. He went crazy. His ghost was like, oh, I'm going to help you out. And Wilhelm Seven was convinced that his ghost was like evil or something and killed it. Couldn't trust it. Couldn't trust it. He's like, no, you're going to steal my loot. But I would have been like, no, nah, yeah. man, it's, it's a ghost. I don't think it can use a gun. I think you're fine. But he was just kind of suffering from delusions and going crazy. I what remember the- when he killed that uh, earlier in the story when he kills his buddies ghost too. Yeah. Just to keep him in line. Yeah, he's... Uh, like, oofed. Definitely oofed, indeed. But yeah. Yeah. So that part was really interesting. Um, because they, they also kind of talked about like how... Um, what is the exact nature of their connection to their guardian? Like, is it just like, they? is it like they're trying to find one particular person? Like, how our ghost found us or I, and so forth? Or is it more of like they have like a criteria and if a person fits that criteria, they're good to go? Or, mm. and they also, one of the interesting things is like, does the choice of a partner lie within the ghost, or is it a mission assigned by the traveler? Lots of interesting questions, I think. Yeah, it's it's really um. They weren't kidding when they were of, just like f- philosophical. Yeah, well, and what's what's kind of interesting about this is is if you consider like ghosts. Now, granted, they're they're brought up. They were created with a. 
you know, in, in game universe, like super advanced or like modern intelligences or they're, they're however they're created, Somewhat they're pulled sentient. from them or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like they can feel things Just, and they, mm-hmm. so I would say they're definitely sentient. They hurt. They hurt. For sure. They but they've only existed, at least as far as we know, for like a hint, like maybe like a few hundred years. Yeah, a couple hundred at most. Because they existed something before like that? the like... collapse. Or they existed after, like literally the end of the mm-hmm. collapse is when they came about. And they lived all through the yeah. Dark Age and all the City Age. Mm-hmm. So how fast they've gone from like, you know, okay, you exist now to questioning your existence. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is really just it's wild, it, it it and guys like just it's impressive if you consider like you know the only other thing that we know in real life that's done it is mankind and I'm pretty sure that took us thousands of years <laughs> to, to get to a point of like a sense of self and and uh, and society to be like yeah but why <laughs> uh, it is just really interesting that they're what really seemed like especially it's interesting to note this is especially if the traveler chose humanity for a task yeah definitely that the ghosts don't have a defined one a defined task they just kind of exist sim- like in symbiosis with with what they create the the guardian it just, I, oh man. And, 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 and there are some people who's like, no, the traveler wants you to choose. Like, okay, but like, why only we choose? Yeah. Like, it definitely brings up a lot of like, I guess, moral qualms, I guess. Because it's like, is it the ghost that's choosing? Is it the guardian? I mean, is it the traveler? Do mm-hmm. the ghosts even have a free will? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. it just, it, the more you try to simply answer it, the more questions it just raises, and then you have to be like, okay, well, now we just need to actually know, and especially now that the Traveler will speak for itself, like, hey, Traveler, like, what happened when, when the ghost got made? Yes. Why, why here? Why nowhere else? Yes. What's interesting yeah. is the next section is basically talking it's each of the um, the different um, creeds of the hidden. So the creeds are find thyself, know thyself, destroy thyself. Okay. And basically it's like Korra writing some notes about... Kind of about her past, about like where she's come from. Like, you know, as we know, she used to be very lethal in the Crucible. Extremely lethal. A bit of a hothead. She was. She was kind of, I wouldn't say crazy, but she was very... Prideful? Prideful, yes. And then she talks about the Great Ahamkara Hunt. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. We We get a, I think it's a new Ahamkara. I've never seen this guy's name before but i will check ishtar and if i am wrong then you could cut this part <laughs> you talking about uh melfer yeah, or Matt, mud here Matt here yeah no that's a new one we've never heard of him before but 
we do get to see my boy Azarim. May he rest in pepperonis because he's dead. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be dead, my boy. My favorite Ahamkara is dead. So that kind of takes the theory that I had with the um, grasp of avarice. I mean, it could be an Ahamkara after death. I mean, as we've seen, I mean, that hasn't really stopped, like, Riven or the two Ahamkara you can see in the Dreaming City where you go give them Baryon bows for unstable charges of light or the tinctures of Queen's Foil. I forget their names, but I know where they live. Those guys. <laughs> but yeah, but no, it was really You will come to their homes. <laughs> I will come to their house and be like, here, I have Baryon bows. I have 15,000 of them. Please help. <laughs> please, please exchange. <laughs> yes. But what's interesting is they now confirm, I guess in this little lore book, they confirmed that the Ahamkara hunt happened before the Great Disaster, which I think is interesting. I mean, like the timeline in the city age is really murky because some sources say um, uh, the Iron Lords were there at the Battle of Twilight Gap, but... They also had to all be dead because of some other, because of, you know, what happened in Rise of Iron. They all went to the to try and go get Siva. So, like, there are some things that are, we're not really sure where they fall. I know people at S weren't sure if the Great Disaster was before or after Twilight Gap. But at least now we know the Ahamkara hunt is before the Great Disaster. Because mm -hmm. basically, uh, their strategy against the Ahamkar was was basically to overwhelm the Ahamkaras with so much paracausal en energy, you know, guardians using their supers and whatnot, that the um, and it it would be hard to use for the for the Ahamkara to use paracausal trickery. Note, Ahamkara are paracausal now. They actually confirmed that, which is. I mean, like, we knew they were paracausal, but it's at least nice to get... Yeah. Or we at least assumed they were. But at least it's nice to know that they are. But now the real question is, how do they get their paracausality? Is it through the darkness? Is it through the light? Because we've seen wherever the the Traveler goes, the Ahamkara kind of follow it. Mm. As we've seen in the Books of Sorrow. And now here, the Ahamkara are here. So... I'm not sure about that, but I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, it, it 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 does a lot of things for the timeline that. Uh, well, it does raise like some more questions, but it does kind of help like uh, iron out some some questions yeah. that you had too. That was like my yeah. biggest thing that I liked about the hidden dossier is that it took a lot of like. I wouldn't say, like, misconceptions, but a lot of things that people were like, oh, like, one thing that we'll, I'll talk about later is like, oh, canonically, there are millions of Guardians. Because that's how many players there are. Huh, funny enough. So people are like, oh, well, if we have millions of Guardians, why, why don't we just retake the solar system? You heard those cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll just talk about it now, but 
basically the the reason why is because most guardians are new lights. You know, people who just, oh, I'm going to load up the game, maybe get my first, not even get my first subclass, and eh, it's whatever. I don't care. Like, that's in lore now, that most guardians haven't even mastered their first subclass. Oofed. Like, most of them are new lights or little babies or stuff like that. Or they're more... I guess it's that they would rather defend the city rather than go out and be conquerors and that sort of a thing. Which, I respect that. I respect that. That's a noble... It's a noble thing to do. So... And then later on, they also talk about how insanely strong Ikora is. Like, she's... She's crazy. She's, like... Really crazy. I mean, you saw her do back-to-back supers back in the Red War... Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, uh, I I really agree, though. It's it's very, very cool to have a lot of sort of jokes and reflections on the real-life community. Oh, become, yeah, no. Have, like, a I canon explanation. Yeah. I love that. I love that when they let, when Bungie... Because Bungie, you know, they see the memes we make. They see the theories we make on Reddit and Twitter and that kind of thing. Like, they see all the stuff that we do. So I always think mm-hmm. that's funny when they put like a little nod to like what we do. Like the empty vessel lore tab is Osiris Osiris telling Saladin that, oh, I don't know if you know, but some guardians are thinking it was you that was behind the assassination. And Saladin just gets the war flashbacks. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> No, 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 no. He's like, I would never do that. Zavala's my friend, man. And it's just like, it hurts. It makes me sad. Like, but the community is also, I just think it's great. I just think, I just, I love those kind of things. Like seeing those kind of things in the lore, it just makes me really happy because, I don't know, it just like, it feels like the world, I know it really truly, like, Bun Destiny is a, like, evolving world, but it's one thing to have, like, the players, like, get some fun things like in the actual like canon lore of the game which i think is pretty oh yeah it's uh it's it's a nice especially the way destiny is presented um and it's just sort of being kind of light on the uh the mmo sort of side of things in in comparison to other mmos guys yeah in comparison to like other other mmos but yeah um, it's, it's really nice that, uh, the community gets, uh, gets reflected in the world. Like, uh, like when the, uh, when the cabal would talk about how we, they were just confused about why we like would kill something and then dance. They're like, what are they doing? Why are they dancing? <laughs> but yeah. This one's not even fighting. It's just doing sparrow tricks. But yes. <laughs> but what I think is really funny is, so the next section is about stasis after, I mean, there is some other sections here where, um, you know, there's some messages between Zavala and Ikora, and they're just kind of, I won't say joking around, but kind of, you, you're seeing like a different side of Zavala and Ikora. That's because like you know they're they're close friends, but they both they both definitely put on like a mask, or like when they're talking to other guardians, they're much more, you know, stoic and more like a teacher but then when they're with each other they're, they're you know they're friends 
they're friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really sweet, seeing the, their, like, little messages where they're, I think they're playing, they're playing, like, chess or something. Yeah. And, um. Or it's, like, a Zavala chess-like like, game. Or a, yeah, a chess-like game, and Zavala's like, you're going easy on me. And that girl's like, no, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's just like like fun, like friendly banter. And I'm like, that's great. But then after that is something really interesting where they talk about stasis and how mm-hmm. it's changed. So that means, you know, all the lovely nerfs that Bungie has done to stasis? That's canon. canon. That's stasis adapting so more people will use stasis because... Like, if it's too broken, then people are going to, I won't say complain, but, like. They'll be off-put by it. Yes. Oh, I liked, I liked especially when they compared it to a virus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, a virus, what it's, it's not supposed to kill people. It's supposed to infect as many people as possible. So, like, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, God, the darkness, it's bad. And then people are using it. Like, oh, it's not that bad. It's actually pretty cool. But um, bump. Sorry, I had to make that pun. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yes. What I just thought this quote was funny. Um, why would stasis weaken its effects against other guardians? I'll tell you exactly why. Same reason a virus evolves a strain that won't kill its host. People were turning against stasis, didn't like what it was doing to their crucible. So stasis made itself nicer. So we'd keep on using it. If stasis was better than what the Traveler gave us, we wouldn't be able to accept it as just another colorful species of whoop-ass. We might get scared of it. But this way, it's nice and balanced. Everything kept in proper balance. And doesn't balance sound like a goal worth striving for? I just think that's interesting. I I really like that, too, because it also also gives this sort of a... How can I say this? It gives like a sort of sentience almost to stasis. Like it has like not necessarily a mind of its or own. To, or to how we get it, right? Yeah. Uh like uh when we when we broke the crux and we, oh I wonder if the crux makes it does anything. Anyway, anyway. Uh when we when we when we break the uh, the crux of darkness and we no longer need it, and it's what's really funny is the uh, is Elsie the stranger kind of does is like yeah you had you had it in you all along wink <laughs> like, pretty much yeah <laughs> if using the power can change who's in charge of that because the light the light seems to be just you know like you got the traveler's light which is you know more powerful but it seems to be like at least canonically, there's been no, like, you've, you, the Guardian, have grown more powerful because you're like a battery for, for this, this power level, this light level. Yeah. Power level now that we use, you know, multiple, multiple sources. So, like, I think at that rate, if you go, like, to, like, ratings throughout the whole time, like, the light, the light is at, like, a solid, you know, air quotes, measurable increment. Yeah, definitely. But like who Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. What's, I think um I think this is um 
This is, I think this is one of Ikora's hidden, and is this stasis behaviors dossier part. But when they talk about these signs of cruelty among stasis users, they make an interesting, I guess, analogy. So, um, uh, can, what they say is, can we tell if stasis makes people cruel or reckless or, in the best case, very bold? I see stasis users who shouldn't have any kind of power, never mind stasis. And I see decent guardians who took to stasis as an urgent necessity. It's the old question about Thorn. Was Dredgen Yor corrupted by his weapon, or did he just need an excuse? Maybe stasis mm. really is just a tool. Maybe the only moral valence is what we bring to it. Ooh. So, like, that's definitely a really good point, though, because as we've seen, some people with stasis, they kind of go, I wouldn't say they go off the deep end, but they kind of lose it. But we've also seen with Shariah, uh, Shayura, she's like the opposite. She's seeing stasis and she's like, oh, if anyone, if I see you using stasis, you're dead to me. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to. Yeah, she. She has big, I'm big, uh, everyone. what's the phrase? Yeah, it's like, bitch gotta go, like energy. Yeah, she's like, definitely... Uh, like, Lisbon had that too. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I just think it's really interesting that um, they kind of talk about that sort of thing. I really do too. Um it's it's like you uh this is kind of what i was trying to like touch upon earlier it's like it's like little things that flesh stuff out and make it more real it helps it helps your immersion into the world even if you know it, this answers some questions but it does like give you more questions obviously but in like that good way because in that way that like doesn't take you out of the story yeah but yeah, I just I just think it's it's a great because they even um, then the next thing is a I think it's um, it's Truce's uh, ghost Cowlick. Yes, that's their ghost's name. <laughs> um, they a analyze stasis and they actually go like really in depth into the uh, the literal science behind stasis and um, our boy Lettuce who was a guest on our show a, while, a little bit ago. I would say um, last year. It was, he was our guest in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Like January. That is correct. Yeah. Ish, I think. I don't know. We should have him back. We should. We should have him back to re-talk about with, with all, all of the new stuff. Yeah. That'd be Pog. But anyways... Yeah. It literally, and he was right. He, they literally explain it, and it's great, and I love it. It's very good. But let's see, the next section is a bunch of different letters to Ikora on the van net, which is basically like their version of the internet, which I think is really funny. And a lot <laughs> of people are just like sending her random, random 
like conspiracy theories. They're like, did it ever occur to you that Aramis is a common language anagram for Am Aris? Does that mean Aramis is Aris? <laughs> Confirmed. Like, like a lot of them are just like crackpot theories like that. And I can literally picture Ikora reading this. She just stares at her ghost and she's like. I swear that's not my guardian. Are you sure? On the, no, uh, on the van net. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I totally wouldn't do that. It's funny you say internet because, uh, you know, I, and I think you know this, Lucy, uh, just, just also being in, in IT. But for anyone listening who doesn't know, um, so the internet was originally kind of built off. The, it's the same thing, but it was the uh, defense network ARPANET. Uh, mm. And so like van net, like in my mind, goes straight to that or maybe like uh if there's any cyberpunk fans out there uh in in the like you know cyberpunk red which is like 2045 or uh the the video game which is 2077 there's there's not like a world wide web anymore so the like network infrastructure is usually like city based that's about as big as it gets oh wow and i mean that could that could be huge but yeah there's no more like worldwide web for uh, for lore reasons we should do a cyberpunk episode that'll be fun that would be um, interesting, yeah. I would I would totally do it. Uh so like it, the the van net just just gives me gives me big sort of like vibes like that. Uh which is really interesting. I wonder if the uh I wonder if the awoken have their own like maybe version. but I bet theirs is like uses crystals somehow. Probably. But what I think is really funny is one of the messages to Ikora is from the Drifter. And it's really funny. I can literally hear this in his voice. He's like, did you sign off on this? Zavala ordered a search of my ship to get samples of my plants. There are known similarities between your vessel's infestation and the growth aboard the derelict Glycon of Otalis. Tell the big guy that if he wants to get my... Get at my garden. You better start pounding some primevals. Ransomat firing. D. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, Drifter is so chaotic. I love it. I love I love that it sounds like, like, I don't even, like, he was sending that message while he was doing Gambit. Like, instead of yes. talking to the Guardians before he uh, he sends them off, he's just, like, recording this message. He's like, hold on, message. I gotta write a message. Sure, I call him. Yeah. <laughs> And he like sees what how long he's taking. Like, uh, Transmat fire. <laughs> he's like, like whatever, whatever. He's like, uh, you're fighting, um, frick, uh, ding, 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 um, Taken. Wait, you can't fight Taken. J.K. Uh, Hive, bring a sword. Adios. Get out of my ship. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> like, I think it would be funny if one time, if one of his, like, you know how the intro thing, how he does like the coin flip. I think it would be funny if there's a really low chance of it happening, where he does the ding and he trip. He like drops the coin. He's like, ah. It's a uh, frick. It's um, falling. I guess. Like I just think that would be so. That's so like in character. He's like, oh look at me. I'm like he's doing some real complicated, like ding or thing with the coin, and then he drops it and he's like, ah shucks. Um, I think it's it's a uh, hive. I think. <laughs> like I just think that'd be funny. But then one of the ones <laughs> is uh. Interesting. The last message is really interesting. It's from a very, it's a, it's quote from a low power guardian. And, uh, um, 
it's really I think it's really interesting because this this guardian was raised at the um Jebel Sabah battle site in Egypt. That battle was a really 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 like that was the first known I think account of like a massacre or like large warfare. So very 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 old and it's even interest interesting is like the person's language is very different than ours so and they kind of talk about it how they go through and they're just like uh excuse sorry if my like english is bad i wasn't rezzed knowing english i've had to have my ghost like and i we had to like learn english and modern skills Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the sort of uh, the perspective from a guardian who was rezzed with. Because uh, I've talked about this before. It's it's this sort of uh, this functioning um. Gosh, what's it called? Amnesia. Let me see here. Yeah, it's like this. Like you. You obviously, yeah. You obviously like know how to speak and walk and like that. It's like certain memory is gone basically which that's yeah. really interesting yeah um and it's it's wild because it 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 definitely makes the uh the choice of who you of who the the ghost reses to like really all the more interesting because like you're you're sort of picking a toolkit right like you're you're picking a loadout almost. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting. One of the things that um this guardian says is really really interesting. Um uh she knows she knew from the position of her remains that they died in a massacre and they say violence of human against human is very troubling to me. Um mm. and later on they say many guardians read read the unveiling lore and discuss the perspective of the of the darkness. Many guardians prefer the darkness to the light because basically the darkness is, you know, talking to us. And it's saying, oh, you're great. You're awesome. But the light, it's it's quiet. It doesn't say anything. Because the whole thing about the, the darkness is trying to corrupt us and use us while the light is saying, hey, you're free to make whatever choices you want. You can do... Mm-hmm. And that's that's the important thing that so many people don't um, think. And then, then I like that they made a pod. I don't think they did it purposefully, but they, they were like, now we have stasis, which is very cool. Guardians are born <laughs> of the light and want to massacre each, each other with darkness. I think this happens because the light no longer has a speaker for it. Many texts have been written to give a voice to the darkness. Light is ta- The light is taken for granted due to silence and lack of things to argue about. Silence is mistaken for complacency or impotence. Air is always silent and we need it to live, so we forget it until the flood or the storm. Mm-hmm. And what's great is it's like basically this like basically a new light guardian is basically asking Ikora, Hey Ikora, do you have any like texts, certain things where like the the traveler speaks so I can like try and Dissuade these like evil edgelord guardians to stop being edgelords, please. <laughs> just bring them back. I just feel like if I could just tell them something, 
Yeah, because he's like, would you please use your formidable knowledge to pr produce an um, exodus of light which will command respect of jaded guardians who do not let me sit at the campfire because I am too straight-edged. <laughs> like, their English is a little <laughs> bit off. But, like, you still understand what they're trying to say, and it's just like, I just want to find this guardian. I just want to meet them, and I just want to hug them. I want to protect them. They're, ba they're a new light. Like, mm -hmm. it's also interesting that power love power is like your power level is important i wouldn't say but, but like it's in the lore like if you're a low power guardian you're not going to be able to do much but for those of us like myself and even more crazier people that are like you know there are people right now taylor that are 1500 power that scares me. i've seen that that scares me that. i look at those people and i'm like mother of god why? <laughs> Why would you? I mean, I know, I know they're literally just AFK farming in the the thrallway for like hours. That's all they're doing. But it's still just like, are you? Are you? Are you good? Yeah. But then, um, it always it always makes me wonder, especially like, what is it like for them to go into certain activities or certain like open world things? Do they just like look yeah. at stuff and it explodes? I always think it would be funny to see like a new light's perspective of like us. Or, like, higher-level guardians just coming in and wrecking house, you know, completely decimating a public event. And then they're just like, all right, yeah. bye. And the new light's like, what the hell? What was... <laughs> you just... Murdered everyone. What? Like, I always love... Like, I, I love patrolling the Cosmodrome specifically because of that reason. Because, like, you see, like, the little new lights and they're just like... What are you doing? How do you look so cool, man? <laughs> and they just kind of just follow you around because they're just like, you're so cool. Because, like, <laughs> we have, like, you know, the cool armor, the cool weapons, and they're just, you know, wearing blues and or greens, and they're just like, I'm lost. <laughs> but, yeah. So shiny. Pretty much. And then the next, like I said, the next section is a um, message from Anor, our favorite... Um, Zealotus Warlock. Mm-hmm. And she also talks about stasis. And it's like, hey, Ikora, why are we still allowing people to use stasis? Stasis is evil. We should only be using the light. Um, basically, and she's like, this is all the Drifter's fault. If we hadn't had the Drifter come in the tower, then he wouldn't have tempted the Guardians using gambit and he, and she literally says quote um this all began with the groveling opossum the drifter we let him acclimate our guardians to eating from metaphysical garbage bin the filth and folly of the darkness and i'm like Calm so down. angry you're angry i get so that. angry but um do you think that means that canonically she lost she lost the guardians vote i think so i think this means like she kind of lost there were more there were more brothers and sisters than there were snitches. Yeah. Probably. But no, it's really interesting um how she even mentions like like we said, I think all of the lore books are canon. And like can be read by people in universe, so to speak. Because um Anor talks about the Dark Future lore book and as well the unveiling texts, which is really interesting. But what she says about Eris is like, if you give credit to stories of alternate timelines, 
the Dark Future lore book, quote, um, then we know Eris Morn is capable of betraying and destroying humanity. Are we to do nothing to prepare? Are we to ignore her slow shift from an attitude of absolute rejection of darkness to a wary acceptance of stasis as wintercraft? What do we do if she goes further? Mm. That is something mm. that I did notice. Like, Ikora before, or not Ikora, sorry. Eris before was like, no. Like, season of Royal, she's like, darkness bad. Darkness evil. I hate darkness. I want to destroy the darkness. All my homies hate darkness. All my homies hate the darkness, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> and now, I, I think it was through the messages through unveiling and then through hanging out with the Exo Strange, I think she became more accepting of stasis. Yeah. Like, I think... And maybe this is just me. Like, I think, I think her initial reaction to the darkness was an association with the hive. With the hive and Savathun, yeah. especially. Yeah. And so, like, once, especially as she's grown, once she's able to have not only impressions, but, like, seeing it being wielded by people that are demonstrably, like, not the hive. Yeah. I think that She definitely... can kind of disassociate it with them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just really interesting how... I mean, Anor, she actually... I'm going to be kind of a little controversial here, but Anor has some good points about stasis. Because, like, Zavala has forbidden the use of stasis, but Guardians use it anyways. And they're not really getting punished for it because they can't really do anything about it. And, like... I mean, uh, what are they going to do? I, that's the thing. Like, what? We're gonna take the guardians that use stasis and put them in prison? They, they're, they're guardians. They can just punch a wall and oh look, I'm free. Like, <laughs> unless we like do light suppression on their ghosts, but that's kind of kind of morally wrong. Well, kill the guardian, capture the ghost. Like something like that. Yeah. That's what Anor did. That's what Anor was. I doing, mean, yeah. Anyway. Or kind of what you know what the guardians did to or the. Scions did to um, Zavala's ghost. How they shot the light suppression tech at his ghost, so he was basically a normal person. So then he mm, can't yeah, use... Yeah, like depowered him. Basically depower people if they're using stays like that. So they could do that, but that's going to cause more problems than not. Yeah, I think... I think it's definitely, especially like as an instant sort of like a kick in the pants... If a guardian is your foe, I think uh, the the ghost suppression is a great way because I I I'll put it this way: like the guardian guardians, the risen, are both conduits and batteries. Yes. Uh, I think through our ghost, we are more actively uh, playing the role of conduit, especially yes. in situations like this where like your ghost gets hurt or um in uh in the uh, the loot cave where Wilhelm kills his buddy's ghost and he imme he immediately is just like oh shit like kind of weak now can only really do do like mule stuff and you know ends up getting worked to death um i think i think there is that but then we also see in the dark future a ghostless zavala just literally like you know i'm not saying it's easy but like stood on a traveler and just became like a super missile well yeah well basically he became a conduit for the traveler and all of the light went into the into him so he was like, yeah, because he like he stood on top of it and was just like collect. Uh, so maybe maybe there's like 
a little bit of a just like how the darkness is in all things. Maybe there's a little bit of a light in all. Th- I mean, that's the speaker did yeah. say that, so it's it's possible, definitely. But, but yeah. I would. I also just just before before I go before I go too too far, I will say I, I just kind of want to also submit. I think you know once you're risen, I think you do have. It's definitely weaker without your ghost, but I think you have like this ability to now harness and wield at least the traveler's light. Definitely, yeah, no, I do to some degree. It's not very good, but yeah, thank you. But yeah, and then Ikora, Ikora, and Anor have some messages back and forth, where um, uh, Ikora is like kind of answers a lot of what. Anor was saying, and she's like, she says, hey, Eris deserves our grace and trust. She's been through a lot, okay? And then I, Anor's like, you didn't answer my question, though. Wah, wah, wah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Ikora is like, okay, well, if you can't trust me, you can't trust anyone. As far as we know, this is quote, uh, the darkness has defeated the Traveler in every previous encounter for the entire lifespan of the universe. The only difference this time is the presence of guardians. We have been entrusted with the power to make our own choices. Maybe one of those choices is to do what the Traveler cannot, to find a balance between light and darkness. If this is the last battle, the final stand for the fate of all creation, we cannot afford to ignore possibilities. <laughs> like, damn, my Cora, You, uh... She's great. She's great. She's I playing the strategy think, game. I definitely really like the Witch Queen Collects Edition because it adds so much characterization to Ikora and it explains mm-hmm. why she's been kind of quiet for the past years or so. It's because like she's just like I need to be like the flawless leader. I can't show any cracks in my armor. Yeah. And I think I think maybe we we touched upon this earlier, but uh, when when we were talking about uh, Medhir uh, guys, this is an Ahamkara that she encounters, and basically the way that she is able—it's the second one she encounters—and the mm-hmm. way that she is able to overcome the temptation this time is by basically wishing to become someone the Ahamkara could not tempt. Yep. And. It explains her shift in characterization. Like we we, uh, we kind of touched upon it earlier, she was like a hothead. You kind of see it in the uh, the comics, yeah. like uh, the the Osiris comics, um, that she's like a little more like haughty, like a little more like prideful, and uh, like it, it it wears like a lot more emotion comes through in like the things she says and the way she acts, but not anymore. And it. One of the best things, you know, talking about fleshing out Ikora is that this gives reason to it. It reveals that, you know, because I, I have some theories actually based based on a lot of uh, like Ikora centric ones, like based on this. Um, but uh, it's just so interesting that, you know, it the change even it didn't just change her public perception. It changed her relationship with her ghost. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Lizzie, how do you feel about um, what we can do right now is uh, here at just about an hour in. Do you want to like do a little closeout and then just go into like a part two and finish yeah, out do... covering yeah. this stuff? Yeah, because we're about yeah. halfway through the, the transcript of it right now. 
Because, yeah, it's 31 pages, and we're on page 17 of 31. All right. All right, so I, uh, I just marked where it is, so that's fine. Okay, that's um, fine. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break right there, and what we're going to do is we're going to split this into a two-part episode. So this will be this will be episode 96, and then we, uh, stay tuned for the next drop. We will finish out our coverage and sort of introduction reactions. I'll come up with the, maybe like a clever super word, intreactions. That's that's yeah. no, that's that's not a good. But all right, <laughs> and we'll uh, and we'll pick it up there. So uh, I guess with that, Lucy, do you have any you have any you have any shout outs? Do you have any uh. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Shoutouts? Um, I'm not sure, I guess. Um, like, shoutouts. Um, I guess shoutout to my homies because we're uh, nice doing that uh, day one witch queen raid. Very excited for, uh, for that. Um, you can dig it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to our friends over at uh, the Guardian Downcast, uh, Gator and Hazel. Go, go check them out. They actually reached out this past week for their, I guess, most recent episode. And, uh, they had a question, um, they, they sent over to me and they, they asked, uh, what exactly is the traveler? And I tried my best to answer. So, you know, go, go check out that episode. Go check out their whole podcast. It's great vibes. A lot of, uh. General Destiny coverage, and those guys are super cool. Got a pretty rocking music list, too. Check it out. Um, and actually, uh, just kind of want to do an, uh, more, a more in general... Uh, the, the world's pretty tense right now. I just... You, the listener, please take care of yourself. Please stay safe. And... It's... it's surviving just just surviving is is valid too yes um yeah so so with that everyone stay stay temperate stay hydrated and we'll see you next time bye-bye toodles that's off guardians that's it for this week's discussion have any questions or comments about this episode you can reach out to us on twitter at spinfoiltheory or write us an email at spinfulltheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, spinfulltheory.com.